Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 134. I look to thee in every need and never look in vain. I feel thy touch, eternal love, and all is well again. The thought of thee is mightier far than sin and pain and sorrow are. In number 134. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find our readings tonight. And our theme tonight is, The Infinite Abundance of Love's Kingdom. And the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible, Deuteronomy, 
The Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hands, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Psalms They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. Exodus And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, Upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, an omer for every man, according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so, and gathered, some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years, until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna, until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Malachi Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, 
and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Philippians Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Can height or depth or any other creature separate you from the love that is omnipresent good that blesses infinitely one and all? Spirit duly feeds and clothes every object as it appears in the line of spiritual creation, thus tenderly expressing the fatherhood and motherhood of God. Spirit names and blesses all. God gives you his spiritual ideas, and in turn, they give you daily supplies. Never ask for tomorrow. It is enough that divine love is an ever-present help. And if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. What a glorious inheritance is given to us through the understanding of omnipresent love. More we cannot ask, more we do not want, more we cannot have. This sweet assurance is the peace be still to all human fears to suffering of every sort. When God went forth before his people, they were fed with manna. They marched through the wilderness. They passed through the Red Sea, untouched by the billows. At his command, the rock became a fountain, and the land of promise, green isles of refreshment. In the words of the psalmist, when the Lord gave the word, great was the company of those that published it. God is good to Israel, washed in the waters of Meribah, cleansed of the flesh. Good to his Israel, encompassed not with pride, hatred, self-will, and self-justification. When a hungry heart petitions the Divine Father, Mother, God for bread, it is not given a stone, but more grace, obedience, and love. If this heart, humble and trustful, faithfully asks divine love to feed it with the bread of heaven, health, holiness, it will be conformed to a fitness to receive the answer to its desire. Then will flow into it the river of his pleasure the tributary of divine love, and great growth in Christian science will follow, even that joy which finds one's own in another's good. God is good, 
and good is the reward of all who diligently seek God. Your growth will be rapid if you love good supremely and understand and obey the way-shower who, going before you, has scaled the steep ascent of Christian science, stands upon the Mount of Holiness, the dwelling place of our God, and bathes in the baptismal font of eternal love. O glorious hope and blessed assurance, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Christians rejoice in secret. They have a bounty hidden from the world. Self-forgetfulness, purity, and love are treasures untold. Constant prayers, prophecies, and anointings. Practice, not profession. Goodness, not doctrines. Spiritual understanding, not mere belief. Gain the ear and right hand of omnipotence and call down blessings infinite. Faith without works is dead. The divine law has said to us, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. There is with us at this hour this great, great blessing. And may I say with the consciousness of mind that the fulfillment of divine love in our lives is the demand of this hour, the special demand. God will furnish a table in the wilderness and show the power of love. The same power which heals sin heals also sickness. This is the beauty of holiness, that when truth heals the sick, it casts out evils, and when truth casts out the evil called disease, it heals the sick. When Christ cast out the devil of dumbness, it came to pass. When the devil was gone out, the dumb spake. There is today danger of repeating the offense of the Jews by limiting the Holy One of Israel and asking, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? What cannot God do? Soul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind, and happiness would be more readily attained and would be more secure in our keeping if sought in soul. Higher enjoyments alone can satisfy the cravings of immortal man. We cannot circumscribe happiness within the limits of personal sense. The senses confer no real enjoyment. As mortals gain more correct views of God and man, multitudinous objects of creation, which before were invisible, will become visible. When we realize that life is spirit, never in nor of matter, this understanding will expand into self-completeness, finding all in God good, 
and needing no other consciousness. Spiritual living and blessedness are the only evidences by which we can recognize true existence and feel the unspeakable peace which comes from an all-absorbing spiritual love. Rest assured that he in whom dwelleth all life, health, and holiness will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 108. Hear, O my Lord, I'd see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here grasp with firmer hand the eternal grace, and all my weariness upon thee lean. Hymn number 108.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Welcome one and all. We have a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is through our various websites, many of which are in different foreign languages. And as a result, God's word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. And I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much material that we offer. All of it comes free of charge and with the love of this church. And I would like to point out a couple items we're featuring now on the home page of our English website. One of them being the most recent issue of Forum Highlights. And then there's another article there entitled God's Nearness by Mary Baker Eddy. I highly recommend reading it. It's very helpful. Join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. And we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And we have a separate teleconference feature dedicated exclusively for our Sunday school. And as a result, many of the students attend by telephone. This means that your child also can attend by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. One more announcement before we go on. We've been mailing some of our publications, and just recently, the forum highlights was mailed, as well as the July full-text lesson sermon. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the opportunity to share their offering. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice but keep in mind, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. 
So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Okay, someone's calling from area code 317. Please announce yourself and then go ahead with your testimony. My name's Rebecca. I'm from Indianapolis. Thank you. Um, good evening, everyone. I'd like to um, tell of a healing. My husband, um, it was a Saturday, and I was at work, and I got a phone call, and he was in kind of distress. Um, he was helping a friend do some heavy lifting and some work, and he was kind of down in a hole, and the friend was on, I guess I call it a bobcat, it's like a big machine, and it, <laughs> it ran into him, and he was standing up, and his leg was pretty much the other way, and... So when this friend moved it back, he couldn't stand up or walk. So he called me right away and asked me to get him some support. So I called the Plainfield practitioner and we talked. And um, I stayed at work. I decided I don't need to rush home if there's no accidents in God's kingdom to stay with that. And I did. Um, I did my work. And then when I came home, his friend had brought him home, and they wanted to take him to the hospital. But he said no. He wanted to come home. It, I came in, and it didn't look good, the situation, but he was calm, and I told him, practitioner, we're working on it. So we stayed with listening to articles from, Indi from the Plainfield Independent for a lot of time, you know, throughout the day and in the evenings. And... It was on the fifth day that he, a lot of the friends or family that were coming by were very concerned and wanted him to go to the hospital, but he said no. He was, you know, working it out. So a lady that he talked to one day, I heard her talking to him, and she said, well, I take this for pain during the day and this at night. And he said, I'm not in any pain. And I didn't know that, and I was surprised. I thought the way, you know, he had to get around, he was in pain. But he said, no, I haven't had any pain since I called you that afternoon. So I let the practitioner know, and this was good news. So, But by the eighth day, um, he decided to go in and have x-rays taken. And when we went in there, um, <laughs> when the doctor came in, he said, do you have good insurance? And we said, no, we don't have any, and it was okay. Um, so when he unwrapped Mark's leg, he stood back and he said, how long has this gone on? And we said, eight days. And he was kind of con pretty concerned. He said, well, it's pretty much broke and probably sprained and, you know, pretty much a grim outlook. So they went back to do x-rays, and I called, or I texted the practitioner from Plainfield, and she checked back and said, God's law of adjustment is in operation. Nothing can be out of order or in pain. And I read this to Mark. Um, and throughout the whole time, when we would, when I can tell throughout the week when he would get a little worried, um, and I was always like whatever he wanted to do. And I said, no, you, you do have prayer for support. And he goes, I know. And it would calm him down. And he's like, no, I'm staying with Christian science. So after he had the x-rays taken and we came back to the room and he was sitting there, I read him what the 
practitioner told me, and he said, that's right. You know, just very firmly like, yep, that's right, no matter what. Well, the doctor came back in, and he said, <laughs> he said there's no break, there's no sprain, there's nothing. And we, and my, and one more thing, my husband, he does sprain his ankle a lot throughout the years. And he told him before he went back to get the x-rays, he said, now you're going to see a lot of old damage. I've, I've sprained it a lot of times. You're going to see a lot of mess in there. And when the doctor was telling him that he didn't see anything, he said, well, what about the old sprains? He said, no, there's nothing. Your foot's clear. So that was a very, we were very grateful, very grateful. And Mark was very surprised, and he was very happy. We're still a little on the road to recovery, but things were, were moving along, and we're getting there. And so I'm extremely grateful to Christian Science, to the Plainfield practitioner, um, Mary Baker Eddy, everything. We're just really grateful. And another thing that, um, one more thing, I got a, one time I came home from work and there was a group text from my, all my family members and they were saying about my nephew that I didn't know at the time, they were saying that they were taking him to the hospital, something was up. And I texted my sister like, what's going on? And um, she didn't answer and then I talked to another, text my other sister and she called me and I thought they were talking about our ex-brother-in-law. Um, they had some problems. And when I realized she was talking about my nephew, I was like, well, wait a minute. And I realized they've noticed some things going on for a couple of weeks that nobody bothered to tell me. So I was really upset by this and more, you know, worried about him. But then the next day when I got up for work, I was angry. I was really angry. Why didn't they explain to me or tell me or let me know anything about this? And I knew my anger was not right, and I knew it wouldn't help the situation, but I couldn't get past it. And I've been trying to do my job, but I was just so upset. And I finally, I realized, I thought, ah, I, this is not right. I got, I got to, how do I pray about this? And my dad used to ask my mom <laughs> way back on, he would say, give me a one-liner in Christian science to help him throughout the day because he didn't, you know, he's trying to understand. And she would write something on the palm of his hand or on his wrist. And throughout the day, he would look at it and study it. So when I was working, I said, God, I need a one-liner. And the thought instantly came to me, don't let air attach itself to person, place, or thing. And I, for the first time, it was like, I understand. And it relieved me. And I just, I felt much better. I felt alert. I was happy again. I had no animosity toward my family. And then the thought came again, right soon, air comes to you for all the life it has, or you give it all the life it has. And I understood that. And I was, and I was free. I was, I was very free from it. So then I thought, okay, then how do I pray about my nephew? And the thought came again, because I thought, well, I need another one-liner. <laughs> and the thought came instantly and very comforting. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And that just comforted me. I understood God was there. It was his child, and he's taking care of it. So these are healings that are, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for, and I am learning <laughs> in science. Um, I feel like I'm in first grade a lot of times, but I am learning, and um, I'm so grateful to everyone at Plainfield. This is, 
you're such a family to me and such a lifeline, and I'm very grateful always. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for our ongoing roundtable and Bible study classes that provide practical instruction for our growth in Christian character and practicing Christian science and our connection with God. On May 14th, during our Bible study class, there was a discussion on the utmost necessity of daily watching. We were instructed to use chapter 21 of Mary Baker Eddy's Spiritual Footsteps by Carpenter, which is on our website, which is a chapter on watching in Mary, Mary, Mary Baker Eddy's household, and it, to use it as a model and guide. For several years I had kept this in thought and followed the idea loosely. This time I resolved to work at it more closely and following the routine. I set my phone alarm to alert me of the different times of the day, and uh, it has been a tremendous blessing, but there were many obstacles that would continually get in the way. Recently, I became very busy. Several times I drifted from this schedule, and this distraction would take my peace, and it didn't get things done more quickly or more smoothly either. I decided one day that no matter what, I was going to do a short prayer for each alarm and not going to allow uh, anything to get me to skip it. One morning I needed to get really firm with myself and allow no distractions until I really felt priest from the prayers. Then within an hour, three of these distractions were easily resolved. I continue to make the stand, and this has happened more than once, where the situation that was trying to pull me in was resolved with almost no effort on my part. I was very grateful to have this lesson and a reminder of putting God first and doing His work is our best schedule that we can keep. I'm very grateful for our ever-present God, our way short Christ Jesus, all the sacrifice that Mary Baker Eddy went through to give us this science, and for our Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, which teaches her science correctly. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. I am so grateful for God's continual protection and Mrs. Eddy, and for what Mrs. Eddy has provided us in Christian science. Recently, severe storms have been heading or moving through the country and in our area. Forecasters here were telling us of extreme damaging winds and flooding predicted overnight. The next morning, it was reported that the storms had missed us by only a few miles, but that other areas had been devastated and may still be without power. I'm so grateful for what Mrs. Eddy has given us about the weather and God's protection and of God being all. I'm very grateful for the Plainfield Church and for the continual and loving support of my practitioners. 
Thank you so much for tonight's reading, and I'm very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Dale. Dale from Virginia. Go ahead. Yes. Thank you for those wonderful, instructive, and encouraging readings tonight. Recently, I was involved in a disagreement with neither side seeming to see the other at all. It was very discomforting, and I found myself hopelessly unable to see how a resolution could be found. Then before a meeting was to take place, I turned completely to God for an answer. I recall one of our church calendar statements which said, God's business is to maintain his universe, and man's business is to know that he is doing it. By Louise Knight Wheatley Cook. I resolved to see this truth, that God was in control, that he was guiding every move of all of his ideas, the one mind being expressed in each one. I recall the prayer that is given to pray before our services entitled, The Reader Prays by Grace K. Stitch. And these lines just rang out to me. Lord, bless the ones who gather here today. I pray thy voice and only thine be heard. As I approached the meeting, the dark foreboding gave way to light and joy. Every issue was discussed and completely resolved to the satisfaction of all. What before seemed insurmountable was easily solved when given to God. I am so very grateful for all the insight and inspiration which comes through the teaching in this independent church and all the tools freely available to all. I'm very grateful for the practitioners in this church who are ever vigilant and instant in knowing the omnipresence, omnipotence, and omniscience of our Father, Mother, God, and for their deep and reverential love of God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and love for all mankind. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Gary. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those fine readings on the abundance of God's love and his care for us. Having faith in the abundance of God's love for us can sometimes um, be quite a leap of faith, and it can be kind of a not, not always a very easy thing to do. But it, nevertheless, we have to get to that point where we trust God with everything in our lives. I it brings to mind an experience I had many, many, many years ago um, where I had to face this very question myself. I had uh, just started my own business, and for a while it, it prospered. It did very well. But as a result of uh, some careless mistakes, 
my business um, uh, literally blew up. Um, it uh, it took a terrible turn for the worse, uh, and started losing money. And in order for us to continue to live, we had to dip into our savings. And this went on for a long time, what seemed like forever, um, over a year. But during this time, uh, obviously, I was on my knees asking God for guidance and forgiveness for being careless. And the question was, should we continue to tithe to church? Because we were literally had no income. And the answer came, yes, you have an obligation to God, tithe to his church, and be faithful, because he is faithful, and trust in him. So with a great deal of trust, we continued to make our weekly contributions to church, continued to do what we needed to do, and I strove to learn the lessons that I needed to learn about my business. Well, we lost money for several several months, um, and we depleted our savings. And just as our savings was about to run out, and things looked pretty grim, the business turned around and it started making money again and then it and then it really turned around and became better than it ever had been and we ha- we very quickly regained everything that we had lost in the prior over a year this meant this this left a huge impression on me and gave me uh, a really strong lesson, a couple of lessons. One, don't be careless with what God has given me, whether it's a business or a family or a church or anything else. And number two, never stop trusting him. Be faithful to what you know is right in God's sight. So I'm grateful for this lesson. I'm grateful for a lot of lessons I have learned in Christian science. Grateful for the help of a practitioner at the time in the Plainfield Church who healed and saved many people, including myself. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for paving the way for the pioneer work in discovering this incredible science, and then giving it to mankind under huge duress and opposition, and being so faithful herself. Well, what a tremendous example. So thank you again for the readings, and it's so good to be with you tonight. Thank you. Nancy from Texas, go ahead. Thank you for the readings and music this evening. 
Recently, I was working uh, much longer than usual, which made for a very long day for my four dogs. When I arrived home, they were fine, except for Toby. He seemed to be favoring his right eye and wouldn't look at me much. I didn't take too much notice that evening, but in the morning, his eye was noticeably worse, swollen, and it was starting to glaze over. He was very uncomfortable. I prayed for him, and I spoke the truth to him that he belonged to God, and he could never be out of God's care, that God is spirit, like Jesus said, and Toby was made by God, and he could not be damaged in any way. After a couple of days working like this, I called a Plainfield independent practitioner and asked her to pray for little Toby. He began to improve within a couple of hours of our conversation. In fact, the swelling and redness went away in a couple of days but there appeared to be some long-term damage to his eye, and I was afraid he would lose his sight in that eye. The practitioner was very kind and reminded me that Toby's vision was from God and didn't depend on matter. She continued to work a few more days for him. And during this time, I listened to a testimony given on a Wednesday evening where a practitioner told her patient to quit peeking at the problem to quit looking to matter for evidence of a healing. I then realized that I had been peeking at Toby's eye every morning to assess if there was improvement, and I knew better than that. <coughs> I vowed to stop peeking and start expressing gratitude every time I looked at Toby, and I lost the urge to peek to check on matter. In fact, I forgot all about his eye. A few days later, he put his little face up to mine as if to say, see, it's mm -hmm. all better. And it was perfect, just like his other eye. I am so thankful for this church and for all the testimonies every Wednesday evening for the loving practitioners mm -hmm. and everyone who helps to make the church services possible. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Oh, tonight I would like to express my gratitude to God and all his wonderful creation, the universe and all that dwells therein. Two weeks ago, in the lesson sermon, God, the only cause and creator, it was stated in Science and Health, God made all that was made and he did make anything unlike himself. Then last week, we read in God the Preserver of Man, also in Science and Health, Mrs. Eddy stated, quote, God is the life or intelligence which forms and preserves the individuality and identity of animals as well as men. There are many of us all over the globe who pray for mankind and animals wild and domestic of all kinds so that we may live in harmony with God's creation, great and small. This week, I had the privilege of seeing for the first time a magnificent bluebird. Also, I get to see a fox once in a while. There are chipmunks and finches and all kinds of birds, and the list goes on. I am very grateful to be living in such a lovely environment and grateful to the people who make this possible. God is an awesome God 
who truly does pour out his love to all that he has created. Come, let us worship our mighty God and the grandeur of his creation. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. Two Wednesdays ago, I arrived at home to find the power had been knocked out by a downed tree at the bottom of the hill. Normally, once I am home after a Wednesday meeting, I edit the audio of the service and make the videos and then update the website. But with the power off, that definitely wasn't going to happen. But my gratitude tonight is for how I wasn't concerned about it at all. There was certainly a long time I would have felt like this was a failing on my part. But that night, instead of being worried, I had this very positive sense that not one thing could interfere with our work for God that we do. So I calmly sat on the couch and took time to be grateful for all that God does for us and then thought I would just go to bed and take care of it when when I could. But before I could do much more than that, the power came back on and I was able to do my work. But that strong feeling that our work cannot be interrupted has stayed with me ever since then. I'm very grateful for this work and grateful to know that God sustains every part of it and error has no say in it. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. I am so grateful to God for bringing me to Christian science. A couple of months ago, I witnessed God's mighty power in protecting the health of a whole group of people. At a business event, myself and 24 other people were served tainted food as part of our lunch. I immediately took up prayerful work that no impurity could enter God's child. On the Plainfield website, there are shared many wonderful recordings by our holy practitioners and teachers here, and I have found that these recordings are very powerful in instructing us in pure Christian science so that we each may do our own work. I had been listening closely to a fantastic recording of the article Body, written by Martha Wilcox. Quote, Each individual's mind and body is an individual expression or continuation of the one inseparable mind and body. End quote. So I worked with this and held to that truth that as my body is God's reflection, I could have no impurity, and so neither could anyone else's body have any impurity. I went to bed that evening with a strong sense that I had offered the right prayer, and by 11 a.m. the next day I heard back from everyone They were all well and safe, no food poisoning, no problems at all. I thanked God with all my heart that he had saved us from this trouble, and I then went on about my day. That afternoon, a second claim of illness came up from this same group, whereby they became panicked about the world virus belief. They were all very scared that they were ill. 
So I took this again to God, that just as the food poisoning had been powerless, contagion also was powerless. The Plainfield website had another great recording of a 2021 roundtable, A Call to Arms, where Mrs. Eddy writes that Christian science, quote, shows the impossibility of transmitting human ills or evil from one individual to another, end quote. So working with this truth, everyone in the group was safe. All the tests confirmed that there was no contagion, no virus in anyone. During many years, I have witnessed many such healings in Christian science. But today, I am more able to work effectively because we are taught so well here. We are taught so perfectly in how to apply pure Christian science. I am so grateful for my beautiful practitioner at this church and for all that is taught here. I am grateful for my spiritual growth in studying at Plainfield by knowing that he annuls these untruths for myself and for everyone. My everlasting thanks to God Almighty, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and to all at Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth, for the beautiful readings. And I think it's very important because it's one of the areas that we are tempted. I know how much I was tempted. And I am so grateful tonight for what Mrs. Eddy was given for our whole world to know. In science, we learn that because of our oneness with God, because we are his children, his reflection, that we can acknowledge our true being and know that that true being lacks nothing, which is we don't lack health, freedom, harmony. All that God has is ours. We are to prove this by rejecting the false testimony that comes to tempt us telling us the contrary to the above. Part of this proving, I found, is in tithing. I used to be so afraid to tithe because I was looking at what I had in my obligations and it was never enough. But I learned that to set aside that 10% for God demonstrated my loyalty to him as an inexhaustible source and that source will supply all my needs. So with prayer for courage, I did so. I did do the tithing and I found a change in my supply. So if anyone is wondering, you know, why this tithing, why this tithing, prove it, prove God, prove that God is your source and you will see what happens. God loves us and does not withhold anything from us. And since the, this is a, quite a while ago, but since then, I have found in that blue book, page 80, again, please, whoever needs it, look at it. 
towards the end there, he talks about our work coming from mind, you know. Everything he will supply, our companionship, our recreation, and our supply from this inexhaustible, unobstructed, omnipresent source of income and infinite as is the source, so infinite is his supply. So I thank God greatly for what I have learned. And there's nothing better than being fearless about giving. I'm so grateful for this and grateful to God, to Mrs. Eddie, for, for the teaching in science. Now I have a testimony from Kenya. Somebody remembers what God has done or what God can do in her past. He says this, some years ago, First Church of Christ Scientist Nairobi were holding a Christian science lecture. All was prepared. Two days before the lecture, there was a fire in the city hall where the lecture was meant to take place. Being on the lecture committee, I and all of us prayed. We realized that this was an attempt of animal magnetism to stop the word of God from reaching receptive hearts. So we really denied that animal magnetism, mortal minds, had any power. We affirmed strongly that God had all power and God was all in all. We knew that all things work together for good to them that love God, as the Bible says. Also, we prayed Mrs. Eddy's hymn 307, changing the singular pronoun I to the plural we. Shepherd, show us how to go over the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. We will listen for thy voice, lest our footsteps stray. We will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. We knew that the purpose of the lecture was to feed God's sheep, and we listened for God's voice. Very peacefully and quickly, a new venue opened up. Guess where? In Parliament Building. What a demonstration, and the lecture was well attended and a huge success. We were all so grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, and to Mary Baker Eddy. I'm so grateful to be here tonight to hear all the beautiful testimonies about God's supply. He does, does supply. We've got to rely on him as a source of all our needs. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have a few things to read tonight. Uh, the first, Pennsylvania, the February 29th, 2020 Bible study on Titus was such a help early this morning, especially this, the discussion on grace towards the end. Thank you. And then South Dakota. I think of the rock today as I think of my gratitude for the strength of the foundation that we all receive as a result of this church's dedication to expressing the science of the Christ as established by Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you, thank you, Plainfield Christian Science Independent, for practitioner support, roundtable discussions, Bible lessons put in place, watching points established, website access maintained. You are, you are a blessing. It is wonderful to be, 
to be reminded of the science as established by the dedicated work of Mary Baker Eddy. And then this is from California. I would like to express my gratitude for this church and for the Plainfield Christian Science practitioners who actively watch over this church and Christian science. One of the things that caught my attention when I first found Plainfield was that there were two practitioners listed for the church. As an adult, I had found it unusual to find a practitioner in the congregation attending services, although I had grown up with three practitioners at my church who were also my Sunday school teachers at one time or another. I have come to think that there is a correlation between the health of a church and the presence of a practitioner. Someone once said to me that in the early days of Christian science, that there was some unwritten rule that each church needed to have at least one practitioner in the membership. I have to think that not having the support of at least one practitioner in the church membership has factored into at least some churches closing. The fact that Plainfield has two practitioners make me extra grateful, and I thank you both for your presence, love, instruction, guidance, wisdom, which keeps Christian science alive for all of us attending and helps us to become better practitioners of this science. I'm very, very grateful. Those were such beautiful readings tonight and so timely. And as was said this evening, there are many people who do feel the need for a greater abundance of supply. And the readings and many of the testimonies were indications of how this is done. We were given this statement from Second Kings 25, verse 37, to work with any time we had financial problems. And it's such a beautiful verse. It's actually the last verse in Second Kings. And it is this, And his allowance was a continual allowance, given him of the king a daily rate for every day, all the days of his life. That is God's beautiful promise to us. And I'm so grateful to be learning this principle, a principle, a rule that can be demonstrated in this church. So grateful for the, again, the, the beautiful music, those readings, the beautiful hymns, and all of you who gave such beautiful testimonies tonight. So glad to be with you all and have a good night. Thank you. Okay, to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 93. Happy the man whose heart can rest, assured God's goodness ne'er will cease. Each day complete with joy is blessed. God keepeth him in perfect peace. Hymn 93.